Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I'm your host. Today, I bring yet another phenomenal guest that will bring inspiration to all of you listening. Janet Fan is the author of the forthcoming book, Boldly You, and she is starting her career for Amazon's project, Kuiper, serving its mission to provide broadband connectivity to unserved and underserved communities around the world. She is also the founder of Thriving Elements, a nonprofit that matches underrepresented girls to STEM mentors. Janet has an engaging personal backstory about growing up first generation in the U.S. and the challenges of having ambitions that didn't match her family's cultural expectations. Janet is here today to share her experience growing a network of mentors and carving her own path through high school, college, and career in tech, along with actionable advice about how you can do the same. Janet, you have such a compelling story, and it is an honor to have you on the show today. Oh, Liz, well, thank you. It's an honor for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to learn that you are actually calling in from London. That's awesome. Janet, can you share a bit of your your personal backstory? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up as a daughter of parents who are refugees from Vietnam. So you can imagine the cultural differences growing up in the U.S. with parents from Vietnam. And I think that's where the root of the challenges began. And so because of that, I uh, had to fight and fight for a lot of normal everyday things that American parents would want for their kids to do, such as community service or being participating in sports or school activities. And it was just very tiring. And so at some point I realized, okay, I need to figure out how how to get out of this situation because it was that bad toxic stress that was building in my life. And so um, my key to freedom was first uh, get a car, uh, figure out how to get a car and then make money so that I could be able to pay for, for rent and food just to live independently. And then that's what I started doing. So Actually, by the time I was, as soon as I turned 16, um, I got a job at KFC and then I started um, working there all the hours that I could work during the week um, between sports and school, and then filled up my entire weekends with hours working at KFC. And when there were not enough hours that the store could give me because I was a part-time employee, 
I would work at uh, a second KFC. And then um, I found myself um, on the summers working at two KFCs, one opening uh, KFC at one store. uh, And then uh, at the end of my shift from nine to four, then I would start the next shift at another KFC about 30 to 40 minutes away um, and start from five to about nine or 10. Um, and that would be my, my second shift at KFC. And then I even picked up another job, which was, um, for those who, uh, are, are old enough. I was working at Hollywood video, um, <laughs> after getting off at two shifts of, of KFC because Hollywood video, it's like blockbuster. They would open until midnight or one o'clock. And then, um, and then I would have to put away DVDs, VHS, and then clean up the store. And then after that, it's going to sleep and then shower, wake up, and then do the same thing over again. You are no stranger to hustling. And so you started working at a very young age. And, and I imagine all of these things have made such a huge impact in the work that you are currently doing. Um, so you are the author of Boldly You, a story about discovering what you're capable of when you show up for yourself. What was your motivation for writing this book? So... I didn't originally think that my story was any different than anybody else that I knew. Um, I just knew that this is getting freedom and independence from my parents was, was necessary. And uh, when you had mentioned early on that I had started Thriving Elements, uh, the nonprofit, and because of that, I had gotten asked to speak at various speaking engagements uh, at universities um, and different companies and different types of conferences. And what I realized is after each speaking engagement, there would be a group of students and audience members who come up to me, letting me know how meaningful it was for them that I shared my story because it gave them hope because it resonated with them and they had a similar story and that they felt like they could get out of their situation because I shared with them how I got out of my situation. And so because of that, I was thinking, all right, well, I want to be able to scale this notion of hope. And maybe I don't think my story is any different than others. But if people are telling me that me telling my story makes a difference in their lives and how they view, how they want to approach moving their life forward, then maybe it is worth sharing my story. And if my book can get to the very edges of this earth that, and can inspire somebody to change their life, I really only need to change at least one person's life with the book. And that will mean everything for me. Yeah, I think that's, that's so fascinating when you're able to share your story and you're like, well, what makes me different? Or, you know, this is some, everybody has their journey. But exactly. when you're hearing people, you know, really giving you that feedback and that you've inspired and, and have helped them in some kind of way. Uh, I think it's great that you're able to use this platform and this book to be able to spread that, that inspiration. So obviously we want people to get the book, but today, are there any key takeaways that you would like to share? Yeah, there are some synergies with the book um, and my nonprofit Thriving Elements. So some of the key takeaways uh, are the thriving elements that are reiterated in Boldly You over and over. So at the end of each chapter, there are these key takeaways. And I would 
package them into these five key thriving elements and um, let the reader know what parts of that chapter relate to the thriving elements. So the five thriving elements are uh, be open-minded, be situationally aware. So being situationally aware means when you are with someone or a group of people, reflect on how you feel when you're with them. And I I think this is so important because uh, with the audience, the key audience that I want for boldly your readers would be high school, college, and then early career. It's like when you're trying to find yourself and sometimes you just want to fit in, um, but sometimes fitting in doesn't necessarily mean that is good for you. And so to be situationally aware of that. Uh, The third one is be biased towards action. I think there are so many ideas of what people want to do and want to achieve and hope to achieve. And my advice is just get started, be biased towards action and do something towards your goal, your dreams, whatever it may be, and stop thinking about it, but actually do something. Uh, And then the fourth one is to build your confidence. So I'm still working to, to build my confidence and learning to develop myself every day and the people around me. And I think this is so important. How, what are ways uh, you can um, approach building your confidence? What it is, what are the things that you want to work on and then be pointed about that and be purposeful about making an improvement in those areas. And then of course, the last one is uh, to, to show up for yourself. Yeah. I think all those different components are so important. And you, as you said, this can be helpful in high school and college, but even as established professionals, I mean, you are this author and I know you have a Ted talk and even you sharing that, you have to continue building your confidence. It's an ongoing thing. And so one of the ones that really stood out to me that I want you to talk a little bit more because I'm like, oh, yes, is, you know, how how can we show up for ourselves? Like, what does that mean? Yes. Uh, so the, the subtitle of Boldly You is discover what you're capable of when you show up for yourself. And I, the, this phrase is so meaningful for me is because I have to tell myself sometimes to show up for myself. So what does that mean? That means believing in yourself and then having the courage to act on those beliefs. So, and so that goes a lot with uh, a couple of the key thriving elements, right? Build your confidence and then also be biased towards action. So building your confidence to believe in yourself and then having the courage to, to act on those beliefs. And again, I'll go back to it. It's all too often where there are things that people want to do, want to say, um, and want to ask for, but they're afraid of hearing no. Mm. And just the fear of being told no prevents people from showing up for themselves and being rejected because they don't like the fear. They don't like the feeling of being rejected. So um, that's what showing up for yourself is all about because you're not doing it for anybody else, but for you. And then when you get to the point, which I feel like I have um, the ability to do sometimes is not only showing up for myself, but also helping others show up for them. That is, that is so powerful in so many different ways. 
And in thinking of my listeners and people that I work with, when I, you know, I always, people think, you know, like, no, I don't want to apply for that job because I don't qualify hundred percent, or I don't think I'm ready for that leadership role uh, or whatever the case may be. And it's that fear of rejection, but also don't say no to yourself, right? When you, mm-hmm. when you don't pursue that opportunity, you're basically saying no to yourself. And I always tell my students, don't screen yourself out. And that's one thing that, that always stays with them. They're like, Liz always says, don't screen yourself out. Oh, and it's I like, you have it. to, <laughs> you have to take that leap of faith because you just never know. And, and I really honestly believe that we're never going to be a hundred percent ready because we're so self-critical, but mm-hmm. it's like, you don't know until you put yourself out there. Um, exactly. So that really resonates. Yeah. And I, I love that phrase you have, don't screen yourself out. Um, and, and you're exactly right. It's all too often that people don't apply for that job or don't apply for that scholarship because they don't fit every single bullet point that's on there. And um, I, I have an article coming up. It's called apply anyway. And uh, how I'm actually able to get into Amazon's project Kuipers because bridging the digital divide has been a big part of my my dream and being part of it for the past two and a half years when I started working with Thriving Element and working with um, countries that have terrible internet connectivity to little, like no internet connectivity. And in any case, I remember applying to that, to that job and they wanted somebody with experience in space and space hardware and engineering and I I don't have any of that but I did apply anyway and here I am that's inc- that's incredible thank you for sharing that and I feel like this area especially during this pandemic that's where it was very it was transparent it was out there and seeing that digital divide and, and access to to these resources well you know you mentioned about your nonprofit thriving elements can you talk a little more about what that um, what your organization entails? Yeah, absolutely. So thriving, the thriving elements, the core of it uh, and how it got started is because of the mentors who have been in my life um, uh, throughout high school and college and early on in my career and still now um, have inspired me to start this uh, organization. It's a one-on-one long-term mentoring program for uh, girls who are in underserved, underrepresented communities. Uh, and our whole mission is to give, create access and opportunities for them through our STEM mentoring. And so how can people get involved? Yes, so many different ways. So um, the, one of the ways is to apply on our website uh, at www.thrivingelements.org to be a mentor. So if you're somebody who's working in any of the science, technology, engineering, and math fields, uh, then we would love to have you. And if you are a student in high school and looking to pursue a career in STEM, or if you're not even sure whether or not you want to go into STEM and have heard about it, but not don't know too much about it, then I encourage you to apply anyway. And you can apply uh, also on our website. The second way that you can get involved is to volunteer. So our organization is has been operating since 2016, 100% on volunteers. And we have volunteers who lead our social media, 
our customer relationship management system, our recruitment. We have multiple recruitment uh, volunteers, uh, volunteers to uh, come up with uh, various policies, documentation, just across the board, everything. So if you're, you don't have to be in STEM to volunteer, you just need to provide your time and whatever expertise you have. Um, and then the other way is donating. We are raising money to hire a program manager who will eventually turn into a, the executive director to hopefully replace me. And you can reach out to me directly if you'd like to, to donate. Um, you can also donate through our website. If you work for companies like Microsoft, Boeing, PwC, T-Mobile, we are listed on your company's donation portal. That's incredible. And I think that this is such a great opportunity for people who either are looking for, for mentorship or some of the people that are listening that maybe have, that they're working with youth and, and they feel that this might be a great benefit or for individuals that have this passion and this is an interest, it's a great way to really tap into this area and, and serve. And I know that many of my listeners are people that serve and, and want to help their communities. And so this is an incredible, incredible opportunity. And I will go ahead and share that in the show notes as well. Sorry, with our volunteers, we really let them lead projects. And what I do is I personally speak with them one-on-one and ask, what are they hoping to do? What areas are they wanting to develop in? So I've worked with, for example, social media leads who are just starting to get into social media and would like to to build a career in that. So they use our um, platform as a place to to practice and exercise that muscle. Um, There's another one who wanted to build her project management skills. So I let her project manage uh, a couple of projects and then give her feedback along the way. So it's great for uh, career development as well. So many benefits of yes. getting involved. Uh, thank you for sharing those examples. I think that's perfect. And you know, we tell this to college students all the time, and even professionals volunteering, and as you said, you know, learning that new skill set. Uh, we are we are lifelong learners, um, but also giving back. I think that's you know, it, it's 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 um, something that is part of your core and what you're looking to to contribute while building skills, of course. Exactly, exactly. You know, in in your themes here, I'm hearing a lot of mentorship. And I had mentioned the TED Talk, I I watched your TED Talk, three elements to thriving mentorship. Can you share some of those elements today? Yeah, I can, I can share all three of those elements. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, just one. Yes, all three. (laughs) And I just also want to mention it's, uh, great what you're doing and having the platform that you have to provide the coaching to the people who need it. And I'm sure people have been inspired to to act and and change and has changed their perspectives because of your platform. So wanted to thank you for that. Thank you. That is the goal. That is my purpose. (laughs) Um, so hopefully this can be added to uh, your your toolkit uh, for Liz's uh, career coaching. Um, so three key elements to thriving mentorship. It, the first one is to ask. Uh, second is activate. And the third is to maintain. So for the first one, very simple to ask. And I'll again go back to what I was talking about earlier, be biased to action, one of the key thriving elements. Many people have in mind people who inspire them, 
uh, in some way, and they're afraid of asking them for help um, or for their time because they think, oh, well, this person's too busy. Oh, this person is the VP or the director of XYZ. Why would they have time for little me? Well, first of all, you're like you said, don't screen yourself out. You're already screening yourself out by belittling yourself. So the first key element to thriving mentorship is to ask for it. So ask and have the courage to re- reach out to that individual and ask for that first, first meeting. Number two, activate. So now that you have reached out and asked for that first meeting, when you're in that meeting, you want to get to know each other on a personal level. So just start the conversation with like, how was your weekend? Or what are you getting into this weekend? What are some of your hobbies? What you're trying to do is um, figure out some commonalities between the two of you so you guys can connect. And then during, so after the meeting, leave about three to five weeks between the meetings, because then it'll give you time to work on some of the things that you had talked to this person about who could potentially be your mentor. And then during each of your sessions with them, because you haven't really asked them to be your mentor yet. You also, as much as you want them to be your mentor, you want to make sure that they would be a good fit for you. So the one thing that I always share with people to observe is how, how interested are they in you? How curious are they about you? Are they asking questions to learn more about you? Or are they talking like the entire time I have been in that situation where I'm like, Oh, cool. This leader is great. Um, Let me set up a one-on-one. And in our like 30 minute meeting, 22 of the minutes, this person's talking the entire time. So I'm like, okay, not inspiring at all. So these are some of the key things that you want to, to look out for, because I promise you there, it's not going to be a fruitful relationship. Um, If it's just this one way where they're just throwing a ton of information at you. Um, The last thing that I would want to say is, again, in between those meetings, you want to make sure that you follow up with them and share with them what you did because of what they said. And then the result, because nothing's more rewarding to someone who has invested so much time in you to know that the time that they invested in you was fruitful for you. So that's activate. Now that you've activated it. So now you want to, the third key element is to maintain it. So after every session, you want to write a thank you note, either if you're on a texting basis with them or an email in my first session, I always like to write a thank you card because not many people write cards and mm. receive cards these days. So <laughs> you can really stand out among all, maybe the other people who uh, are asking for this individual's time. And again, reward your mentor with those progress updates. And some uh, a frequently asked question is, you know, when when do you know it's a right time to ask? if that person could be your mentor. I often relate relate it to like dating. So you don't want to ask somebody to be your partner, your boyfriend or girlfriend right away. And sometimes you don't really need to, if they're giving you the time that you need and the advice that you need, then you don't need to make it 
weird for yourself. Uh, but if you find that you're at a comfortable place, um, you can uh, throw it out there and say, hey, it would be great if, you know, all the advice that you've given me that we could, you could be my mentor. And if they've given you at least three to five sessions already, then I think uh, that's a good indication that they do care about your growth. And that would be the right time to ask them to be your mentor. Those are great, helpful tips. And I think it's helpful for for the young professional, but also for the established professional. I, I think there's, again, that fear, right, of reaching out to someone, you're bothering them. And I have to mention, as a first gen, right, when you're first generation, you're taught, you know, or depending, right, like, you're like, oh, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to put anybody out. Mm -hmm. Or who am I to be asking for this type of support? And so for you, it's that that first action step, right? Reach out. They're people, they're human. I love the, the whole relationship building. That's really what you're kind of providing that approach or that framework of how do you build a relationship? It's staying engaged. And for me, I love when people reach out and follow up and, oh, I got the, you know, the job or I, you know, I read the book that you recommended. And these are some of the key takeaways because exactly. then they're, they're in my mind. Mm -hmm. And if there's other things that I can share with them, it's that visibility and it's a two-way street. So I, I really love the whole idea of creating a meaningful relationship and that there are people that are mentors that we don't even identify them as mentors and maybe making an official once you've seen, like you said, that they're truthfully, genuinely interested in your growth. Exactly. And I, I think that is so important to, to build that relationship because and that two-way street that you're talking about, because the, the mentor is also learning a lot from you. So it's, it's beneficial for them too. And I believe that people who are leaders, good leaders in companies and organizations, they will give you their time. They will recognize that if you had showed up for yourself and reached out to them, um, then that it'll show them that, okay, this person is worth my time to develop. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is so key. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. It's true because I always say you have to meet people halfway, right? Yep. Because if you don't see that the person is making an effort, then you're like, okay, what are we doing here? Um, mm -hmm. So when you're seeing that someone's constantly looking to grow or stepping out of their comfort zone or asking, then you, you know, it's, it just creates a better relationship, uh, mentorship relationship, definitely. Uh, and it's easier to guide someone in that way as well. Okay. So I, you know, what is your, your, you mentioned earlier, you know, having mentors that have influenced you, can you share a personal experience of how a mentor impacted your career? Oh man, I have so many, but uh, one key one is uh, for my IT internship when I was a junior in at University of Washington. Um, I decided to go into IT, not really knowing what it was. It was my professor who encouraged me to pursue information systems. And then he said he had interned at this company called Warehouser and they had a great IT internship program. And then when I got in, I got an IT intern mentor and he was absolutely amazing because he treated me really like as part of the team, he carved out a piece of his statement of work and handed it to me. And it was um, an intranet redesign uh, for the company internally. Anyways, that project 
led me to have to work with all the different business units across the organization to convert all of their old internal website pages into our new content management system. And that's with me like going into this internship, not knowing anything about IT, anything about technology. And I guess that's why internships happen. But I think it's so critical um, as an intern mentor the trajectory, the trajectory that you can have for your mentee. And so he really went out on a limb and um, allowed me to lead this project. And years later, after I graduated from my master's in information systems, he brought me over into PwC to do technology consulting. And that's where um, then I got the opportunity to work globally, work with clients in South Africa, in France, in Switzerland. That's how I ended up in Switzerland for five years. And so if there's one mentor who has been instrumental in my life, I would say that it's him. He's always treated me like, you know, his, his partner and not, I'm, you know, sometimes I hear about people being treated in like some subordinate way and he's Mm -hmm. never treated me like that. This is so important from both sides, from Mm -hmm. the mentorship standpoint, Mm -hmm. when you're mentoring again, early professionals in an internship, right. Giving them meaningful projects and letting them run with things. So important, right. Yes. And from the internship side, right, because we're always encouraging people if they can do, you know, an internship more than one. And even for you and your in your story, in your example is if you started out as an intern, you worked well with your mentor, with your supervisor that mm-hmm. even led to some of those future opportunities traveling yeah. around the world um, mm-hmm. and working for, for these organizations. That's that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought I would be in this position, but I also know that I don't think I would have gotten here if it wasn't for my mentor and other mentors who have created access and opportunities for me. Of course, a lot of it is on me too, right? They see something, they see that if they take a chance on Janet, she will deliver. And even if she fails, she will learn from that and she will deliver. And so it's um, a two-way street. And what I'm seeing is that you show up for yourself. So you are definitely practicing what you preach. I know you have so much insight and words of wisdom. What other words of inspiration do you have for, for my audience today? The, the final words of inspiration I would share with the listeners here would be whenever you hear no, N-O, it means new opportunity. So I'll go back again to people having this pervasive fear of rejection or not applying because they don't fit all of the bullet points that are listed on the webpage. Um, Who cares? Again, show up for yourself. And even if you are told no, it's going to be a new opportunity for you getting what it is that you want. Um, And maybe whatever you were being told no Maybe that wasn't meant for you and it allows you to think deeper about, all right, well, what are my other paths and what are my other options? Because I really believe that things do happen for a reason, or at least that's how I rationalize when I'm (laughs) no means new opportunity. I love that new opportunity. Yes. I always say redirection, but absolutely. So I know people are going to be eager to want to connect with you. How can people connect with you? 
oh, please, please connect with me. Um, the One of the ways is through Instagram. I have uh, my page, Janet.T, as in Tom.fan. And then also on Twitter at JanetTFan09. Um, and if uh, you'd like, feel free to visit my book website, boldly-u.org. There's a form on there to subscribe and, and email, and I'm the one who gets the email. So uh, you can get in contact with me that way, and you can all off, also connect with me on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thank you, Janet. This was this was inspirational even for me. This is what I love doing these because it, it helps even myself as a professional um, and I'm very uh, grateful uh, for you taking the time to be on my show today. Oh, well, again, I'm very honored to be on here. And thank you for all the work that you do, Liz, um, in your career coaching and uh, the many lives that you have changed because of your platform. Thank you. All right, everyone. So make sure that you pick up Boldly You. It's available now for pre-order on Amazon. So check it out. Um, I hope that you are feeling inspired. Uh, and if you feel that someone can benefit from this episode, please share it. Thank you so much for listening. This is Liz, your career coach and job search ally. Bye.